everybody? This is Dom D'Angelo, WrestleZone.com. Today's date is January 7th, 2022, and this is my very first recording of 2022 overall, just in general for WrestleZone. So, Happy New Year. I hope you had a good holiday season. I had a mighty fine one, stayed very busy, and uh, visited uh, my nephews and everything like that. So it was cool to kind of get out of the city of Pittsburgh and experience my small town little uh, BS that I'm used to growing up in. So uh, nice little escape. Plus, I saw Spider-Man, which was really good, too. But this week, I happened to see MLW Azteca debut or premiere at 8 p.m. yesterday, which was Thursday. And uh, it's from, it hailed from Tijuana. And like I've said before on these shows, the MLW episodes, Tijuana episodes, are awesome. They're super unique, super cool. Just the vibe of uh, like luchador and uh, Mexican wrestling and the culture there uh, and blending that in with uh, what major league wrestling is. It's just, it's a, it creates a very unique environment of the, uh, the ability, the, the storytelling and the, uh, the sports like feel that MLW presents. You blend that in with some of the surreal stuff that goes on in uh, Mexican wrestling and luchador and stuff. It's presents a very, very unique uh, wrestling product. And so uh, I always recommend watching these because they're it's just a fun experience because you get clashes of cultures, and, uh, clashes of wrestling styles. It's it's neat to see. It's very neat to see. And so we saw some of this uh, on this premiere episode of MLW Azteca, and it kicked off in a very cool way with Cesar Duran, basically just being a hype man and like a very cool hype man. It felt like almost... I don't know if you've ever seen the 1980s movie. My, I think it was the 80s, The Running Man with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He reminded me of uh, the evil Richard Dawson in a way where it's like um, he's overseeing like this uh, big game of violence and he's ready for it and he's hyping the crowd and the crowd is into it. And it really gave me those feels. So the way he was standing in front of the big screen and like his silhouette was just there. It was so cool. And the way he – Cesar Duran is so money. He's one of the best wrestling characters going right now. It's I and I'm not I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> you have to watch it to see. Um, but yes, so it was a very cool way to kick it off. And then we had a um, triple tag or trios action, which is different from triple tag action because there's no tagging going on. It is um, Stissy's Junior uh, tagging with Aramis, and then who's the last other person going on in there? Um, oh. Uh, I wanted to, oh, Destiny. Destiny's the other one. And then they went up against, uh, let's see here, Ares, the King of Stra Strange Style, Black Danger, and Dynamico. And uh, these guys, this trios match, like sometimes they can get a little chaotic and wild. And this maybe had a little bit of that, but overall, it was like a really, really fun, smooth, like these guys are athletic. It's crazy what they can do. Like um, Ares, what he did in the match. Um, Dynamico, he did like this huge ass moonsault, kept his fitted hat on. <laughs> it was wild. Um, but yeah, and just some really neat spots and stuff like that. And, you know, commentary, I have to credit. Uh, Joe Dombrowski and um, Rich Pacini for doing what they do too, because they make everything make sense in this universe, in this world, uh, you know? Uh, so uh, they, they really keep everything tight. And um, it was kind of cool. Like they were saying, like Joe Dombrowski gives so much layers and context to things where it's like uh, the heels. He's like, these guys tend to cheat. They embrace cheating while these other ones play by the rules. And so, and you saw that in the match and you saw that throughout the evening too. Um, so this was a good opening match. And then uh, 
uh, Aramis, which is a neat way to end it too, uh, gets the pinfall win against Aramis, and that continues their rivalry. This is like, I think they've had like a total of like three matches or something together in MLW. I'm just grabbing my phone here. One second. Ugh, there we go. Almost got it. It's almost there. Ugh, there we go. Yes. So uh, that was super cool. Um, I thought, um, yes, to continue their rivalry and make that really, really mean something, just them getting wins back and forth against one another. Uh, it just adds a lot to it and uh, a little bit more than just getting even a trios action match. So very well done. And then we cut to um, Alex Kane, who is with Alicia Toots and uh, Mr. Thomas. And uh, they basically run down Calvin Tangman, call him a crybaby, asking where he's at. You know, uh, he's not in Tijuana. And um, Kane basically just says, like, yeah, he's like, uh, he, you know, feloniously assaulted me <laughs> outside. And he was just playing the heel. And he's a very, very, very good promo, Alex Kane. You just got to watch out for him. It's uh, He's a next another big star coming in. There's a reason that he's a national openweight champion right now. Uh, this was a good present because he's good in the ring, but you see him on the mic like that. And he's, he's feeling it, man. He's feeling his oats. It's awesome. Like Kane is awesome. Um, so then after that, we had Carly Perez with Cesar Duran and these are really neat scenes too. Like, you know, definitely just two evil people collaborating with one another and, uh, having these ideas and stuff. It's very, um, sleazy feeling, but, um, it's very effective. And so uh, they get interrupted by King Muertes, who wants a little bit of uh, what you call it. He wants he wants some uh, comeuppance against uh, Hammerstone, and then he wants Pagano too. And they let him know, hey, we got Torus for you, so look forward to that. And so uh, that was a little scene there. And then we had Richard Holiday versus Psycho Clown. And when I talk about like the different, uh, you know, clashes of styles, this was one of them. And even I think it was Joe Dombrowski made note of it was that um, uh, it was ended up being like uh, that there was, you know, Alicia Toot came out with um, Holiday and Holiday made note that um, or not Holiday, but they made note that like, hey, what are you doing out here exactly? Are you with them? Like Rich Pacini just asked flat out, are you with them or what's going on here? And um, I'm like, no, no, but I am kind of rooting for him and stuff like that. And so there was a lot of that happening. And so um, it ended up being like a pretty uh, neat match because you looked uh, Psycho Clown. He's like more of a brawler. While Holiday, he can get real technical, but he can also like fight and things like that, too. And it's just like different personalities, too, just a clash of personalities. And so this was a really fun match. They ended in a really good manner where it's like uh, a two gets pulled away by a henchman, like a Azteca henchman of Cesar Durant's and uh, ends up being, uh, you know, Holiday's concerned about her and he gets, um, uh, Psycho Clown comes up and gives him a Spanish fly off the top and then gets the one, two, three, gets the win against him and then Holiday goes to the back. So um, Holiday doesn't lose anything from uh, suffering the defeat besides the loss, but it, it just furthers the storyline. So, and then Psycho Clown, who's a big star, you can tell that's very evident. When he came out, like he took his time getting to the ring, uh, interact with fans. He's super over kids all over wearing Psycho Clown masks, playing Three Dog Night. The show must go on, which is an awesome tune. Uh, can't beat that. So there's all that going on. And uh, yeah, I, it was a good second match that was different from the opener, but um, still created, you know, furthered everything along. 
And, you know, it, things don't – there's not a filler happening in MLW. There just isn't. There's, like, reasons that things are being done. And it doesn't be like, okay, where's – you know, there's always some sort of tie. They, they tie it up at the end, whether it's, like, something small or something big. It's still there. And um, so – and this was, like, a, just a good way to further the storyline going in, just in a completely different environment than what we're seeing in, like, you know, when uh, MLW is like in the States in comparison to the, you know, Mexico and stuff like that. So um, following that, I am, by the way, I'm just following my results that I wrote up on MLW.com. If you want to take a look, they are also up. Those very same results are also up on uh, WrestleZone.com. So take a look at either one of those and hopefully you'll enjoy it. So uh, we get to um, 5150 and they cut, oh my gosh, uh, Danny Limelight Rivera. Awesome. I, I spoke about Kane's promo ability. Daniel Limelight's another one. It's just boom. He you feel like the authenticity with him. And you can tell he's just he says so much shit that you're like, it's like walking an edge of like, damn, that's cutting. And that's like he says some badass shit that's like really it pushes the edge. You know, this is thankfully it's on YouTube because uh this would not be able to air on television, but it's such good heel work, and he's just like digging into the Vaughn Ericks and saying all this shit and like tying it into their 40 year absence of not winning a world title in Dallas and stuff like that. He does a very, very good job. The 5150 is such an edgy, cool tag team, heel tag team. And uh, so it's going to be a really neat um, dynamic between them and the Vaughn Ericks. And we, uh, and appropriately enough, we see the Vaughn Ericks come on after this show, after this segment, and uh, they cut a promo with Kevin. Kevin Von Eric, and it's cool that Kevin ties things in too. He's like, listen, you don't want to fight their style. You fight your style and don't change from that and stuff like that. So he's giving them tips and everything while they're like training at night in Hawaii and everything. And uh, so really cool stuff that really keeps that family dynamic of the Von Erics going and make further makes them baby faces too because they're just working hard and they're just going to, you know, hopefully uh, prove 5150 wrong when it comes down to Dallas. Uh, that's going to be a historic night down in Dallas. Uh, you know, uh, obviously with the Von Erics being there, but they got some cool stuff going on. Roxy's making her debut, um, against Miranda Gordy. So there's a lot of historical ties with this, uh, Dallas show that's coming up on January 21st. So yeah, take a look at that. Um, I'm excited for it for sure. Um, coming up next after that happened to be, yeah. Um, oh yes. So, uh, backstage holiday confronts Duran and he's pissed. You know, obviously, he's like, hey, where's Alicia? You know, that's bullshit, all that kind of stuff. And Duran's like, oh, she's in the locker room. She's much safer there than she would have been out there. That's why I took her away. You don't know what Psycho Clown's going to do. Holiday sees through his bullshit. But all of a sudden, he pulls a uh, – Duran has this crooked cop with him, and he takes him to the police station. So he gets ham uh, – not Hammer, Holiday out of the equation, which we'll see later on. The main event what happens. Um, and main event is right now. And it is an apocalypto match between King Mortes uh, tagging up with these tagging up with Taurus. That's right, Taurus uh, against Pagano and Alex Hammerstone. And so, really, again, another clash of styles here by pairing Hammerstone with Pagano. You know, two totally different looking people. Pagano is very much like um, you know, he's got the the clown paint, but he's got that raven feel. You know, um of like this extreme wrestler and he's over, he's big time over too in Mexico. So, uh, it, so, and this match was great, like for what it was again, different from what we saw earlier in the, in the evening. And, um, you know, 
ta not tables, but boards, floorboards being used, chairs, uh, weapons, all sorts of weapons, stuff like that. Uh, really uh, fun. And then there was moments, I forgot to mention this in the Psycho Claw match, like the slow counting. That's always that's part of like the Mexican wrestling culture, slow counting. And they called upon that too. And they were like, hey, well, Duran's up to something on that. And so um, that, that it all really uh, adds adds to the difference of what you're seeing from, you know, the American wrestling product when you bring it down here in, in Mexico. So, um, yeah, just neat. Uh, but anyways, this match, I liked it a lot. Um, showcased Hammer very well. Showcased Pagano very well, too, I thought. And, you know, Mil Mortes is just, he's smooth. He's able to get do some pretty badass shit as well. Uh, Muerte is one of my favorite uh, fighters going today. And um, then Torus, who I'm thinking is super underutilized in uh, Impact Wrestling. You know, it's just, I think there's a lot that you can work with him. Uh, MLW worked with him before when they were in Dallas. And like, I, that was the first time I really saw him. And I was like, damn, this guy's good. Like it's, he's creepy and he's good. Like, so I don't know why he's not utilized more in impact wrestling. It just boggles my mind. He's like, just like lower mid card guy. That's like, you know, puts people over. It's like, use more with him. He's creepy. Do something. <laughs> but they did something here with him in the main event. And, um, Ultimately, it was Hammerstone who ended up putting Mortes down with the Nightmare Pendulum for the for the finish. And who comes out at the end but Durant. Stands at the top of the stage like he did at the beginning of the show, but does this. And then here, Pagano turns on Alex Hammerstone, attacks him, and it's a three-on-one beatdown of Hammerstone. And uh, Durant's loving it. He sends out more henchmen, and here they carry Hammerstone off. And uh, we don't know what happens to him. But there is a report on MLW.com that he was last sighted being put into a van. So what's going to happen? What's next? It's uh, We have MLW Azteca next week, I believe, too. So, uh, yeah, we do. And so it's going to – we don't know the status of Alex Hammerstone going on. We do know that he did sign a, a long-term contract via courtesy of Fightful. Uh, says that he's there for uh, through 2023. So Hammerstone's the man. He and like, you know, I believe he said something to effect. I did transcribe some of it, but oh, no, I did not. I just uh, actually I just, yeah, used it off of Fightful. But anyways, he said something to the effect of, you know, hey, there wasn't, you know, I didn't have to make a decision because I knew I wanted to stay here. He's like, but he knew, but Hammerstone knows of his leverage in wrestling. He knows he's becoming a bigger star. And like, it's clear, like Hammer's great. Hammer's one of the best wrestlers going today, all across the board from presentation to looks to uh at ring at, in ring athleticism to to like promo skills to everything like he's a big time player that can be really used and he's so he's a he's a big chip in the mlw uh course of things obviously i mean he's the world champion so um but hammer's great uh and yeah it, he's he is like the face of major league wrestling and as he should be so um it's good to see him still in the mix and doing everything they also announced that Matt Kruger signed a multi-year deal uh, Kruger has been a presence. It's been like this. If you've seen the Batman trailer, like the new Batman trailer with uh, Robert Pattinson, uh, I think the Riddler, they took a little bit of the Riddler from Matt's. <laughs> you look, put them side by side. I'm telling you what, uh, it's kind of hard to tell, you know, what mask is what. But um, yes, so Mads, it's good to see Mads in there. But yeah, obviously they have the open door policy where, hey, and you think of all these releases that have gone down, even just the announcement uh, today or yesterday, last night, that Samoa Joe has been released. Now, I mean, obviously, there's places Samoa Joe can go. Samoa Joe has his pick of the litter where to go. 
But I mean, MLW, you've seen who made stops in MLW, Bobby Fish, uh, you know, Killer Cross, who's released and who's teased, who has teased Major League Wrestling. Major League Wrestling has teased them, him as well. Uh, they they put up a, a thing on their social media, uh, like just like this empty hallway. And then they have the the emoji of the, the sands of time that Killer Cross always uses. So, you know, I think it might be pretty cool to see Killer Cross because he, that was, MLW was the last place where we saw Killer Cross right before he, I think it was like announced, it might have been announced when he was there that he signed with uh, WWE at the time. And so, but his last show was in Philadelphia at Fightland 2020. And so, hey, you might be seeing Killer Cross back in Major League Wrestling. I So, I mean, this table is open for people to show up and like you got you have guys like Enzo there, you have stars establishing like EJ Naduka, Hammerstone, obviously, Richard Holiday's been on this awesome run. Um, there's a in the like 5150, like I just talked about too. Um, Alex Kane, it's like there is viable talent that uh MLW can make use of in plenty of ways. And um, you know, and even if they just have people here for like a just a little stop you know, for a set of tapings or maybe a couple set of tapings. There ain't nothing wrong with that. Not in today's wrestling world and stuff like that. Because you know what? That elevates the star level of that certain talent. But it also enhances MLW's, like, they've been ahead of the curve with all this stuff. You think about since they rebooted up, they've got, they had guys like Matt Riddle. They've had Swerve Scott, who, hey, who the heck? I could only imagine that we might be seeing him back in Major League Wrestling. You know, um, but like they've had this, built up these talents that have gone to Major League Wrestling. Tony Schiavone even is somebody you can make note of. Like that's how he got back into wrestling was through Major League Wrestling. So it's like this open door thing. It's going to create some cool, intriguing moments, not just for the stars, but for Major League Wrestling. So uh, a lot of things to kind of look forward to. Tajiri defending the middleweight title across the globe. So he did it uh, with all Japan for wrestling. And then he's going over to, to Britain to do uh do a fight as well so it's like further establishing their brand for uh, outside of the states um and uh cultivating like this um this good unique uh vibe that pro wrestling really can flourish upon if taken advantage of and i think uh mlw has found its feud <laughs> it's a uh, groove <laughs> sorry i was looking at the fusion logo and almost said fusion but uh yeah so a really fun show MLW as, as tech of the presentation overall is, it was really cool. They embraced it like hundred percent. It was on the ring aprons. It was on the mat. Um, you know, that, that's what you saw in the graphics and everything like that. Just a cool, cool uh, identity it created for itself. I'm looking forward to seeing these and covering these throughout the, uh, throughout the weeks to come. So um, also MLW will be making its way toward Charlotte on February 26th. Um, tickets are already on sale. You can go to MLWlive.com to get those tickets. Also, you can go to MLWDallas.com to get your tickets for Dallas if you happen to be in the area uh, on January 21st. So, um, But this first time they're going to be in Charlotte. Who knows what they're going to do? I think they promoted three three title fights, returning stars, things like that. So it's a lot to kind of be excited about. I mean, just in general, not. I mean, this is not just MLW, but in wrestling overall, like the landscape is wide open, you know, from a talent standpoint. Um, you know, and everybody's trying to make their presence known. And I think MLW is doing a really good job at, um, you know, carving their own hole into where people can watch and uh, really get something different than what you're getting 
from uh, WWE and even AEW, you know, um, and it's, 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 I think it very much embraces and takes advantage of uh, only being an hour long of a product, you know, makes the most of it. Um, you almost wish that you wish they had more time. You wish they had more time because they can really cultivate stories and they've, they've shown that they've been able to do that. So, and like for two, is going to be fighting Mads Kruger in Dallas as well. So that's another big announcement that they made. Um, Davey Richards will be fighting uh, ACH in Dallas. Uh, like I said about the tag match with uh, the Texas Tornado tag between 51-50 and the Von Erics, that's set up there. Um, they just announced Hammerstone will take on Pagano, who just turned on him. So that has been average. That was just announced today. And again, such a cool dynamic that those two are going to have. I, they've already showed, I think, that they've been able to work pretty darn well together and It'll be neat to see this clash of styles, clash of appearance, everything like that kind of come into play when these two, when Hammer defends his title against Pagano. Uh, just a unique uh, enigma is what uh, Pagano is. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. But as far as anything else goes, um, yeah, we have some cool uh, Bill Pritchard, our editor, has always does the best of the business uh, stuff going on here at MLW. So we have... He's got that. He's got an interview with Mark Henry. He has an interview with uh, Diamond Dallas Page. Um, geez, I think I had an interview. I can't remember. No, maybe I didn't. No, I haven't had an interview yet this uh, year. So who will be my first interview of 2022? But we do have plenty of stuff kicking on WrestleZone. Uh, be on the lookout for a new hot tag coming up soon. Uh, I want to get uh, some writers situated for that and get uh, some more discussion. There's been a lot of newsworthy discussions going on. Um, you know, and even thinking now, I have a few uh, ideas in mind that I want to get across. Um, but yeah, so we got s some good stuff happening here. Uh, coverage of uh, Wrestle Kingdom is up on on our website. Obviously, talk of like Braun Breaker and all the crazy releases that WWE has just done with not only just Mojo, but William Regal, uh, the Road Dog. Um, geez, who else? There's Scott Armstrong. Um, Allison Danger, who just signed with them not too long ago, just like a lot of changeover from NXT. And so, like, just that whole thing has changed. Like, everything, who it's crazy, crazy. Uh, people have gone on rants. I could go on rants about it. Save that for another time. Also, be on the lookout this week for the return of two Dynamite Dudes on a Rampage. Me and Marcus will discuss everything. All Elite Wrestling. We'll have our Teddies announcements and the winners of the 2021 Teddies and who wins those categories. Voting was crazy. We had almost 500 votes. It's so happy. Like, it's so cool to see that. So thank you for all that. Um, but yeah, MLW, check it out. It's up on YouTube. Aztec is a great show. My MVP, it's got to be Cesar Durant. <laughs> He's just too good, too good to not give the MVP, I think. Um, Cesar Durant really kicked it off, set the tone for what we're going to see with MLW Azteca. So that's my MVP for this week. And uh, as far as me, follow me on Twitter at Dominic D'Angelo. You can follow WrestleZone on Twitter at WrestleZone.com. You can follow MLW on Twitter at MLW. And um, you can go to WrestleZone.com for all your wrestling news needs. And heck, you know what? Be on the lookout for uh, anything like podcasts, interviews. We'll, we'll have plenty of stuff cooking. I got some ideas in mind that I want to execute here in 2022 uh, and uh, keep things cooking all the time. So. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. I'll see you next time on the MLW Fusion Fight Report. La, 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 la,